Welcome and thank you so much for accepting the invitation to our Bible study and my reflections for October 7th, 2020. This is the 30th Bible study podcast I have completed since this pandemic changed the dynamics of how we gather in community. The flames of my faith that burn deep down inside of me have been fanned to burn even hotter as I have witnessed the effect God's word has on people that are willing and eager to listen. I do trust that God is helping each one of us to grow into our church's vision statement of learning, loving, living God's word. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Most merciful God and Father of all creation, we thank you for your many blessings and your mighty hand of comfort and love. Lord, we ask your forgiveness when we see needs and don't respond to them. Please open our eyes, minds, and hearts to the needs of others and help us to do something about it. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. For many of you, this week has probably been a time of reflection as you recall the memories of the flooding along the Gills Creek Waterway and several other areas. You may have even been personally impacted by the storm. I dare say most all of us, whether we were directly impacted or not, were emotionally affected by the damage done to friends, family, and yes, even total strangers. I want to pose a question. Does God work alone, or does he prefer to have partners? Remember the covenant relationship God, with, God had with the people of Israel? God also sought out individuals to lead his people. Remember Moses? He was not much of a willing participant, but he finally gave in when God told him his brother Aaron was on the way and he would assist him in freeing his people from oppression in Egypt. As time went by, God spoke through many other individuals that we know as prophets. We all bear God's name and we're all created by a loving God who wants us to reflect his love through our thoughts, words, and actions. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, we are all in a new covenant relationship with our mighty creator. Jesus' resurrection began the renewal of the relationship between heaven and earth. God's original plan, and by the way, it still is his plan, is what we see depicted in the Garden of Eden imagery in the Bible. As we all know, the original relationship soured and humans wanted to become like God. At the resurrection of our Savior Jesus, that renewal began. In the book of Isaiah, 2 Peter, as well as the book of Revelation, I found references to a future of a new earth and a new heaven. Do we know the exact timing for this new heaven and new earth? Simple answer is no. But there is much written in God's word on how we should treat each other 
in the meantime. Here is just one small part of scripture that paints a behavioral picture for us to live by. The preface or introduction to the book of James reads, James, a man of action, emphasized the right kind of behavior for a believer. Those who call themselves Christians ought to act like it. James believed, and his letter spells out the specifics. I'll read a little bit about what James had to say about faith and deeds. If you'd like to follow along, I'm using the NIV version, and this can be found in the book of James, chapter 2, verses 14 through 26. And here is the reading. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God? Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do, and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Earlier I mentioned reflecting on the flood of 2015, and I'm sure many of you saw homemade signs of scripture in yards that had been flooded. Many of them included this verse from Isaiah. This is a verse from chapter 43 in Isaiah, verse 2. Here is the reading. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. This is from a blog post I wrote five years ago, so keep in mind, it'll sound like the flood had just occurred. Please allow me to reflect on what faith in action looked like to me at that point in time. Will you please write something inspirational? While fighting back tears, a dear friend of mine made that request with me late yesterday afternoon as she stood in the front yard of her flooded home. While pondering how to fulfill her request in a meaningful way, it dawned on me to just tell the stories 
of the truly inspirational people that just showed up. During and in the days after the catastrophic flood event, people have been showing up. Early last Sunday morning, people started showing up in boats to offer rescue to those in peril of rushing debris-filled water. John boats, pontoon boats, ski boats, all captained by individuals that just showed up to help their neighbors and total strangers. Harrowing stories of victims being forced to crawl out onto their roofs, jump out of second-story windows into boats with people they did not even know. Reports of some having to swim with their family, and in some cases, their pets, to seek higher ground, only to be met with outstretched arms of caring neighbors. We normally think of first responders as being highly trained individuals such as firefighters, police, EMS personnel, DNR officers, and National Guard. First responders are usually called to help someone in need, but the incredible thing about the people in the boats is that they were just showing up. Family members, friends, neighbors, old, young, boys, girls, men, women, and yes, strangers have been showing up to help. Helping move belongings, demolishing damaged building materials, kids and moms handing out water five days in a row, people serving barbecue, people babysitting, offering a cold drink at the end of the day, delivering pizza free of charge, pastors stopping by to give loving hugs, pats on the back, and offer prayer. While in the grocery store today, I asked a total stranger if he came through the flood okay. He said the only issue he had was a little water in his crawl space. He said while he was dragging some plastic out from under his house and taking it to the street, he was approached by a group from a local church that stopped to ask him if he needed any help. His re reply, but no, but thank you for the offer, and please go to the people that need help the most. There was very little grass showing in my friend's yard late yesterday afternoon because it was full of debris and so many volunteers helping with demo. Because I'm a contractor, I know the significance of stripping the interior of a house down to the studs and subfloor in only two days. While there, I recognized and spoke to a husband and wife and their children helping with the demo. I asked how they knew my friend, whose house had been flooded, and the wife's response was, we do not know them, but we are here because I was walking by yesterday and it looked like they needed help, so I called my husband and a few other friends, and here we are. Another inspirational example of people just showing up. It would seem that so many people have shown up this week without being called to do so. I say it seems that way, but as Christians, we are called to action by Jesus' commandment to love one another. You'll remember John 13:34, when Jesus said, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another. As we know, Jesus led by example, and he let us know that he came to serve not to be served. The best way we can serve our fellow man is to show our love 
by service and just showing up. I'd like to re-offer a big thank you to all that have answered Jesus' call to love one another. As my late friend Rhett Wolf used to say, let us be mindful of the needs of others and help us do something about it. Let us pray. Dear Lord and most merciful God, thank you for loving us. Help us to love others through our thoughts, words, and actions. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And now go in peace, serve the Lord.